Hello, Joe. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never, ever miss a week. We may miss a day. Like we did yesterday, yeah. You know, I was, I, but we never miss a week. I was, I was talking to a friend yesterday on the way home from uh, seeing a, a movie, and he goes, "Uh, yeah, we're talking about the movie." He goes, and like literally, like twenty minutes into the phone, he goes, "Weren't you supposed to do catching up today?" And I go, "Oh my god!" So I go, but I was like, "I'm not going to say anything." And Lawson doesn't say anything. And then this morning, Lawson, go ahead. I didn't I text you last night? Oh, I thought it was this morning. I think I text you late last night. Oh, and then I saw it in the um, morning. Yeah, that makes sense. I text you and said like it just dawned on me, but it it dawned on me like maybe around uh, uh, So here's the thing. I didn't dawn on me all day. A friend texted and was like, "What are you doing? Do you want to go to this weird restaurant that's far away?" And I said, okay, because I didn't have any plans. Yeah, uh-huh. Because <laughs> it didn't even dawn on me. So I'll then tell you why, though. I was, I was already, like, on my way to the restaurant. So, like, I couldn't turn around. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I remembered. And so I was just like, oh, I'll text him, you know, when it's, like, passive, a point of no return. This is what I, th- this is my theory. This is why I think it happened. Because I, I just remembered this right now. At some point during the day, I saw my parents. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, how was church today? And they went, oh, today's Monday. Oh, so you thought it was Sunday all day. Yeah. It just felt like a Sunday. Fair. So I didn't even think it, Monday. Those of you in the future that are kind of listening to old episodes, um, or those of you that are just really stoned right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> last week, um, or depending on when you're hearing this, it might be weird, but it was Labor Day. Yeah, it was Labor Day. So well, we, should, we shouldn't have been laboring. So it's good. We were celebrating Labor Day. We, didn't, we don't oh, want yeah. to labor on Labor Day. Yeah, we're doing yeah. it on Tuesday because it was Labor Day. Yeah, we yeah, like to, right. you, know, this, you know, this is our job, even though we make zero dollars from it. And yeah, uh, we do it every week. But we every do it single week. every single week without fail. Speaking of, how is, you know, it's been a whole eight days now. How have you been, Mike Lawson? Have there been any exciting stories in the world of Mike Lawson? By the way, did you ever smoke that weed that the bird threw up or whatever the story was there? (laughs) No, I didn't. I just threw it away because I was, like, too freaked out in my head. Okay, that's good. I couldn't even smell it. I was, like, nervous. Mm -hmm. So, 
No, I didn't smoke the weed. Um, another update on a story. So last week I told you about the 21-year-old barista that I'd been oh, texting yeah, with. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty dead on arrival. <gasps> oh, why? Well, I so after you and I talked, um, we talked more in the after show, by the way. We do a show kind of after this. We keep talking and you know get a little more salacious. Mm-hmm. Is that, am I using that word right? You're using that word correctly. Um, and that happens on uh, Mixler.com slash Drag Race Recap. Mm-hmm. And Mixler is spelled M-I-X-L-R.com, obviously. And Mixler.com slash Drag Race Recap. Usually we do Mondays at 8 p.m. Um, if you want to join us, we have fun. Right, Joe? We sure do, Mike Lawson. We sure do. So was, after you and I kind of talked over, I was like, you know what? Joe's right. Like, maybe I'm shutting this down because of like you know my own feelings I'm projecting onto like him and when I just like have an honest go yeah and I started texting a little bit Joe he is we're have nothing to talk about we're so yeah. bored it's so boring mm-hmm. I know how he feels and <laughs> yeah a lot of people listening know how he feels but we just have nothing in common mm-hmm. and. He lives okay, so uh the city kind of where my job is and where his job is at Starbucks mm-hmm. are like halfway points. Mm-hmm. So it's like the our houses are in completely opposite directions. Yeah. And our workplaces are just where we met. Do mm-hmm. do you get me? So it's not like I don't know, on my days off I'm not you're gonna drive all the way where he is. Him. Yeah. And what, yeah. what and what would you guys do, to be honest with you? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is like the options are so limited that I feel like it would have to just be sex. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so to kind of create that spontaneously in this environment, it's proving itself to be difficult. And it's not even like I'm having conversation where I'm coming off as charming and vice versa. God, it's so funny because this is a question for the after show. I'm, I'm going to write down a question for the after show. Okay. Because I can't ask this question. Uh, here, yeah. I've received no nudes. And no, that, that, that's no not nudes. my question. My question okay. I, like, <laughs> Hold on here. You're writing a question down. You know, I'll, when, you, when you're talking for at any length of time, I'll write the question down that way. Um, you know, but here's my question. What's wrong with using this person just for sex? Why why can't people have just no, different you're uses? Right. Yeah. No, I agree wholeheartedly with you. And using is the wrong word, but like mutually using one another for sex maybe is how I want to feel about it. Yeah. And I think there's nothing wrong with that if it's very clearly explicitly what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like our conversation is so bizarre like unable to go deep at all like what does he want to talk about he like nothing he wants to talk about nothing in which maybe disinterest or something i don't think it's, it's an a, age thing i think it's just he's a boring person he's a boring okay and so you said the age thing and i pondered that a little bit and i think what it is is not necessarily an age thing i think it's maturity mm-hmm that and I, I think I find maturity attractive. Follow? Yeah. Like I can look at someone and be like fucking hot, but I don't it's not complete until like I talk to them a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's true though. And if that's missing, I feel like I'm not completely attracted. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think there's certainly, you know, probably a 21 year old out there that has it or has enough of something else that I can overlook what they don't have in maturity. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's an age thing. I think it has to do with because I'll tell you. I'll give you a perfect example. Is Sweet Michael and Cameron are literally like I'm not even joking. Like two or three days apart in age. Like they're very close in age. Okay, it might be about a week, but it's it's very very close. Okay, and uh, they couldn't be more different. You know, Sweet Michael owns a home. He has a steady job. He has a committed relationship, a dog, a cat. He owns his car. Like, he pays for things. He's responsible. He's mature. He and I, he's my best friend. You know, and I have conversations the way I would have with my best friend, like a peer, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas Cameron, and we didn't. You do all the talking. No, no, they can't get no. a word in. Yeah, no, they get. He gets like three words in. Like, well, well it's more. It's, it's it's a classic. Like, enough about me. What do you think about me? Kind of conversation. <laughs> but uh-huh. Cameron, I don't want to get. I, well, I might land up getting too into this because I have nothing else to talk about this week. But in my story, but I'll say, Cameron does not have his shit together. You know, right. and they're only days apart. And he doesn't have his shit together. And what's funny is even Michael Michael today, he and I were talking about it. He goes, well, part of it is that Cameron's 24. And I go, but you're 24. You know? <laughs> like, they're, again, they're only yeah. days apart in age. They're both November babies. That's interesting. <clears throat> I agree with you that it's maturity that, you know, is what I'm kind of talking about. Well, because I'm going to tell you something, and uh, I'm trying to find a way to tell this story, is... Uh, as you know, and as you and I have discussed, I'm, um, hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm entangled with someone younger than I am, right? Yeah. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is, as you know, I, for the past five weeks, I, I'm actually, it's been really good this past week, but for, I'll still say I'm in it, right? Uh, been dealing with depression, and I'm not here to talk about the depression. We've talked about it enough. And it, and I'm in a good, very, 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 very good, stable place with it. But as I've told this person multiple times, and I've told even friends, I have been so impressed with the patience and understanding that this person has shown during this five weeks. It has impressed me. There are people who are years and years older than this person who have not shown that level of patience, maturity, understanding, and sympathy. And it has impressed me to no end. And mm-hmm. uh, and I think even if he and I aren't meant for each other, it's the kind of understanding that you want in a partner, that you want in a relationship. He has demonstrated that. And what I've said is I've actually used it as a contrast to Cameron. I'm basically giving up one of my stories right now. I've used it as a contrast to Cameron is that it's not necessarily that I think, oh, this person is the one, you know, as much as I, it, it's highlighted Cameron's uh, – uh, deficiencies, so to speak. Does that make sense? 
that yeah. that like oh this person's being what a normal person should be and Cameron can't do that if that makes sense and so um yeah so that's why I'm saying I don't know if it's necessarily an age thing I think with the barista I think it's just he is a boring person yes yeah but I I th- I mean I think there's more than that but um I'm cool with ending it there <laughs> how are you i have no stories sounds like a good week you know then. i did i will say this i went to i'll, t- I'll tell you i'll, I'll just gonna i'm just gonna literally laundry list do, talk about what i did you know uh this be fun yeah well not really laundry list yesterday i went you know my friend mercedes and chris they were out of town for the most pretty much the whole summer and they came back and our friend johnny was having a birthday, and so we threw a little birthday soiree for him, really casual soiree for him, uh, at Mercedes and Chris's house yesterday. And we went there, and, you know, Chris has a movie that has recently come out called uh, uh, Operation Finale. Mm-hmm. It just opened this past weekend. So everybody was giving Chris congratulations. It was Johnny's birthday. Our friend John has a movie that's done very well called The Meg. Everyone's giving him congratulations. So at a certain point after we wish Johnny, we, we sing happy birthday to Johnny. And everyone's like, and John says, I have a toast for everyone in this room. And he goes around the room. And I do know John, John you know. And um, but it's just so funny because you know everyone's like, well, for everyone, a hip hip hooray for John, whose movie The Meg made so much money, hooray, you know, and hip hip hooray for Mercedes who did some sort of Burning Man thing, I can't remember what it was, right? Hooray! And Chris, your movie came out, hooray! And Johnny Cake, it's your birthday, hooray! And his wife, she's gonna be doing something cool, hooray! And then it got to me, and he was very nice about it. But John essentially was uh, the, did the very sweet and nice version of oh and Joe's here. Mm-hmm. He was like oh and Joe, who whenever he's not here, I'm disappointed. That was what Which I got. Is a compliment. It is a compliment. John's a very sweet guy, right? Yeah. But it was like oh, every it, it really just reminded me how everyone has accomplished so much, right? Sure. And the, my biggest accomplishment was that I showed up. To Johnny's birthday, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I understand, and I would feel the same way. He, you know, you don't. The guy doesn't know the accomplishments that you've had. Like, you know, you have stuff to. That's to true. He doesn't about. know about the non the nonprofit and stuff like that. But it was just very like, yeah. and Joe, who's here. Then afterwards, I went to go see. I actually went to go see Operation Finale with friend of the show Jean Paul. Hmm. And uh, that was great. But again, you know, when you go see a movie with a friend, we met like five minutes before the movie, watched the movie, then talked for five minutes afterwards (laughs) and left. Yeah. It's weird, but yeah. yeah. And for the most part, apart from uh, just doing, you know, here's a a tricky thing. And I want your question. I have a question for you about this. You've been depressed before, right, Mike Lawson? Who, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But have you ever had like and 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 again I don't want to talk too much about um uh, depression here but have you ever had like crippling depression? No, I mean I had something recently, well, you know, maybe a year more than a year ago but that 
was like it made me so I couldn't make choices. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um and that was crippling like simple like should I turn the TV off mm-hmm. or change the channel? Yeah. Like would just I would be stuck in like weird f- fear or I don't even fear is the wrong word. Yeah. Um, but that was the worst it ever got. And that I saw a professional mm-hmm. at that time Yeah, for a little bit. Um, and it was just manifesting in weird ways. And Steve was taking on a lot of it. And that's kind of the straw that broke my camel's back. <laughs> Was it Steve was taking on was he was causing a lot of the stress or he No, he was taking on like the way it was like manifesting where I was like couldn't make oh, choices. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it just was kind of starting to stress him out. It was clear and I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta do something. Yeah. You know, um with me and I and I think it ha- because you guys you guys only hear the forty five minutes and I'm here and it it happened to be that I only record an episode when I am emotionally able to record an episode. I'm not, I'm not dragging myself to the microphone going like when I was at my worst. But, you know, it reminds me about probably 10 years ago now, actually, exactly almost. 10 years ago, uh, I hurt my back in a way that actually literally – I was actually just telling this story um, where I was taking – I was about to take a shower and uh, I wasn't – naked i was just getting ready to take a shower but the i had a towel that i was getting ready and i dropped it and i bent down to pick it up and it felt like satan took me by the spine and dragged me to the ground like i just collapsed on the ground and like basically couldn't move Hmm. and my back froze and i'd never had that happen before and i remember crawling on my arms because my legs were basically useless to uh, a bedroom because I thought to myself, all I have to do, I've obviously hurt my back. I've pulled something. So I'll just lie down, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I just lied. I'd lay there for literally three days. Okay? Unable to move, really. And finally, on the third day, I took a phone and I called 911. And the paramedics came and got me and took me to the hospital. But um, what I always remember is one of the paramedics, who was hot, by the way, said... <laughs> Well, we're in the back of the ambulance. He says to me that he had the exact same thing that I had. And I was like, oh, really? And he goes, yeah. And I go, how long did it last? He goes, it lasted about six weeks. And he goes, but what's funny is, he gave me all this advice. And he goes, every now and then, you're going to get better. But every now and then, you're going to get a little reminder that like, your back is just saying, I remember. I still This happened, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what happened, I went to the hospital, they shot me up full of morphine, and it was so bad, I had to basically relearn to walk. Like, I had a walker for weeks, and, um, like, just to even go to the restroom, I remember, like, at the first, probably the first two weeks, because it, it, it was excruciating just to, like, sit up or sit down, mm-hmm. um, I would, you know, go do my business, but, and I, so when I, when I was sitting down, it was fine, but to get from the sitting position to the standing position, I would literally scream in pain. Right. And then maybe like after two weeks, I could do it without screaming in pain. But like it was I mean, like literally had to walk with a walker and took six weeks and even maybe even more longer than that before. um, So two weeks. So maybe after four or five weeks, I could walk and I could get up. But like it's hard to explain over uh, a podcast. 
But basically, when I stood up, I could stand up at normal speed, but I had to stop for a, a second because I knew within three seconds, my back was going to get like a really quick spasm, almost like a tremor. And I had to mm-hmm. wait for that. And then I could walk normally. And then eventually it just got better. But it took weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And the reason I bring that up is that's kind of where we are with the depression is that August was a horrible month. I had stomach problems. We couldn't get my medication right. My mood was all over the place. I'd have moods where I was normal, but then I'd be very depressed or very anxious. And I was catatonic. It would be, it would be like two hours of being catatonic and then I'd be back to normal or something like that, right? And where we are today is my stomach problems have pretty much gone away, which is great, but I still have like anxiety in the morning that fades by mid-morning, and, um, but I'm, for the most part, pretty normal. We're dealing with it, you know? And um, that's why, and, and Taylor and Latte Boy, like I said, and I are going to do a special episode about this, but that's why it's really important to, to seek help. And like, I, dude, I have like a psychiatrist, a therapist, a doctor, everyone's on this case right now. But 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 so even though I sound great and I am great, I, I'm being completely honest. Ninety five percent of the time, I'm great. It seems to be like early morning. I'm a little anxious, like a little jittery. I don't know if you ever had that. But but the one thing that has stuck with me, and this is what I'm getting at, is two things are still around, even though my mood is great. I have literally zero appetite. Now, don't get me wrong. I can eat food. I can. Um, uh, like I get, I, when I'm eating food, it tastes good. Like, and I eat like a normal meal, you know, but I never think about food. I'm never like, oh my God, I'm starving. I'm never like, I want to eat. I'm just like, I eat because I know I'm supposed to eat. Does that make sense? Did you ever have anything like that? No, I mean, I've worked really hard to train myself to be like that. No, no, you know what's so funny? is that's been one of the good things, especially if it's psychological. My brain did a hard reset. I don't eat beef anymore. Like, I don't, I don't want to eat beef anymore. Good. And I only want to eat healthy. Like, And I'm not saying it like, oh, I have this new thing now. I have this new lease on life where I'm going to eat healthy, and this is my new thing. No. The thought of eating unhealthy food makes me nauseated to my stomach. Hmm. So I've lost, since August 1st, I've lost 15 pounds. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. Good. So um, so that's one of the things. But the, but the, And that's a good thing, right? But I, do, I, I would like to have an appetite again. It's really weird. But also, yeah. it's... And but, this, go ahead. I mean, maybe this time could be used to kind of like, I don't know, train. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. And I'm doing it. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm doing that. Like I had a bowl of chicken. the hardest... The hardest part is quitting, and you've already done that. Yeah, exactly. But the other thing, too, is, and this is the part that I'm upset about, is I just have, and this is still with me, and I know the depression is a gradual thing, I can't do anything. Does that make sense? Like, this is the most yeah. important thing I've done today. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, slowly, I'm slowly getting there, you know, because, look, I couldn't even do this in August, you know? Mm-hmm. So luckily I have, I'm going to be in Malibu for three weeks because Mercedes needs help with something. And that's actually, I think, going to be a good gateway into living a normal life and doing things again. But yeah, my life is on hold. The nonprofit's on hold. Um, uh, But everything's on hold because I don't want to do anything. That said, Drag Race Recap coming back tomorrow. 
No, it's true. It is. But um, but like every yeah, and I'm trying. I I need to find that fucking mojo again. So that's what's going on with me, Mike Lawson. That's if that's that, that. I mean, I have no stories, but that's literally without stories. That's where I am emotionally. That's where yeah. I am today. In on the first Tuesday in September of 2018, that's where Joe Batanz is. How where are you? Well, How are you? Okay. I'm glad you shared. I'm. I, my life is so boring right now, but it's good. <laughs> I think this is maybe me kind of just acting my age. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm like catching up with all of that. Not that I was living like the life of a youngster, yeah. but you know, I just feel caught up and good. I went like one of my biggest excitements this week is um, I, I make this chia seed pudding. You know this? Oh wait, no. Okay. Let's talk about this. I have a recipe for one and I'm but so need a recipe. It's- so easy. I'm so curious about it. Is it good? It is wonderful. Oh, really? Okay. I love it. I love the flavor. Is I love like tapioca? about it. There's like barely any carbs in it. Uh-huh. So it like fulfills that. And there's also, it's really high in protein. Yeah. Um, there are, I mean, it's, there's, it's calorie rich, but yeah. you know, it, it's a good dessert for me. Yeah. Um, so I let make that. You, let me ask you this question though: Is the con- yeah. what is the consistency like? I'm imagining something like tapioca. A little bit. I mean, I make it with like an like almond milk or cashew milk, so it's not dairy, uh-huh. so it's not that creamy okay. so much. Sure. Um, but like, I mean, cashew milk is creamy-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. If you're a weird consistency person, like certain foods I can't eat just because it's slimy or something, you might have trouble with this because mm-hmm. it is a little slimy. Yeah, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so these chia seeds are not super cheap; they're not mm-hmm. expensive, but because you know a little bit goes a long way. Mm-hmm. But it's pricey, mm-hmm. um, and so the super. In my excitement of the week, I'm either like really embarrassed about this and I should be ashamed or I'm kind of proud that I did it too. There's like this scoop your own bin at our store sure. at my Safeway. Mm-hmm. And it, I just happen to look by it. I don't really like those bins. I feel like it's kind of unsanitary and it's usually not a great deal. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to be looking and I was like, oh, they do. They have chia seeds here. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of chia seeds. It, I wonder if this is cheaper, and it's like five ninety nine a pound, but I I don't buy them by the pound. I don't know what a pound it. You know what I mean? Could that ounces. be ten times what I usually pay five ninety nine for, or is mm-hmm. that sure? You know, less than I don't know. So I just scooped out a bag that I felt like was what I would normally buy, mm-hmm. and I weighed it, and it was like almost four pounds. What? Yeah, it was like because they're super light. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it, not four pounds. It was almost three pounds. Okay. But they they're super light, and it I don't know something deceiving about it that they're it's airy. So I guess it weighs more than it looks like it weighs. Okay, if that makes sense, because they are really light. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was it was over three pounds, and I so I I mean I already scooped it. I have to pay the five ninety nine for it. I felt like. Yeah kind of thought maybe I could just leave this on a shelf somewhere too. Mm-hmm. And as you on the little tag, you're supposed to, you know this because there was a Betty Batant story about it. You're supposed mm-hmm. to write like the code for what bin you took it out of. Yeah, sure. 
And so I leaned down to look at it, and the bin next to it is like this bean soup that's two ninety nine a pound. Yeah. So I wrote that code on my thing, and I paid two nine because I did self checkout. So oh. I just paid two ninety nine a pound for my seeds instead of five ninety nine a pound. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. And I, I, look, I'm going to tell you something. I, I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Well, well, I'm honest to you. I'm not honest to the store. But yeah. 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 What is this new thing now where we are confessing to petty crimes uh, on what catching up? What other crime did I do? Finding uh, weed is not a crime. Maybe not crimes per se, but yeah, the, the weird finding weed story. Remember the story where you saw the person being stuffed into the trunk and you kept going? That's not a crime. I know it's not a crime, but it's like this. It's like these weird stories, and yeah, they're not crimes, but they're like. They're like strange. They're, what is this? Who is this new person? Remember, remember the time when you found money in the ATM and you just took it? Yeah, but you're saying like this new person. Remember episode three? Remember episode 25? Like you're going all the way back. Maybe that's just me, Joe. That's true. I, I, I feel though maybe you're just more comfortable now talking about it. If you guys hear these stories, you wait till you hear the after. This Mike Lawson, he's confessing to murder, insider trading. <laughs> He's yep. in the Mueller investigation. It's a whole thing going on in this after show. You guys should be part of it. So, okay. Metaphor bought me an ostrich coat. Yeah. That's why he bought the ostrich coat was for Lawson. But I also, Joey, I also wanted to tell you, I went and saw um, Sunday in the Park. Oh, stop, stop, uh, stop, stop. Whoop. Nope. Wrong thing. Now it's time for Mike and Joe on the aisle. Today we're talking about Sunday in the Park with George. Mike Lawson saw it and he's going to give us all the details on Sunday in the Park with George, a musical by Stephen Sondheim, originally cast with Mandy Patinkin and Bernadette Peters. Now, here's Mike. Go ahead. Oh, hi. Um, Hi. You're so weird, by the way. So you, I know you had that queued up because in the Trello I put Sunday in the Park. I knew you. No, I have a soundboard here. I can just do whatever you want at any time. <laughs> so on Saturday, I went to Sunday in the Park, and it was uh, at the San Francisco Playhouse, which I've never been to. Um, anyone listening who has is kind of understands that it's a weird setup. You like enter through a hotel lobby, what? And it's on it's on the like second and third floor of a hotel, but it's like a pretty, I mean, it's a decent sized little theater, mm-hmm. and it was really great. The show is great. You have you seen Sunday in the Park? You know what's funny? I've never seen Sunday in the Park with George. I think I don't like the show. Like I, I think the acting was great. The singing was great. I don't know. It's so Just funny. The whole second half was weird. They did post. Uh, uh, like PBS did a perform. They, they taped the performance with Bernadette Peters and Mandy Patinkin. I remember mm-hmm. once trying to watch it and just not knowing what the fuck was going on during the show. Yeah, the whole second half was just really bizarre. Mm-hmm. The first half actually was pretty good. Um, but I think, you know, when it ends po- in a weird place, you're just kind of leave unsatisfied. So, uh, the second that, act, also, the second act is now his son, right? Yes. So, so well, anyway, his maybe, oh, okay. Son. People who don't know, it's about George Surratt, 
the guy who painted that painting called Sunday on the Island of Grand Jatte, which is in the Chicago, I think, Metropolitan Museum of Art. It's in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where like yeah. he, uh, Ferris and Cameron and uh, Sloane are standing in front of that painting, and then uh, Cameron keeps looking at that little kid with the open mouth, and they're all standing by that lake. Um, and it's it's a big giant like and it's pixelated I think isn't it, it it's like little pixels yeah. and uh, you everyone knows it. it's a very very famous painting and it's a it's about George Surratt the first act is about George Surratt and Dottie is that his girlfriend's name Dot Dot uh, and 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 of the painting of the portrait and the people in the portrait are characters as well correct and yeah, then. Yeah. And then the second act is about the grandson, right? But I don't know what happens in the second act because it's the grandson. And then Dot's there, but she's the grandma now, right? Yeah. And the woman who played Dot was, like, really great. But she was clear. I don't, I don't, it's hard. She was just doing a Bernadette Peters impersonation. Oh, she was? Which, yeah, which is weird. But I don't know. What if this woman's singing voice actually sounds like that? Mm-hmm. And that's why she was cast? I don't know. But it was good. I w- and it was weird. I went with a coworker who we, this was our first time hanging out outside of the office. Mm-hmm. And that was a little bit odd. <laughs> now, I don't know. So, wait, but it did, it, odd. did it go well? What? Like hanging out? Hanging like, out to, yeah. 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 It just was like very clearly our first time hanging out. Cause like we hugged when we met at the theater and I was like, oh God, that was weird. We don't, we never hug. We're coworkers. Like I don't know. Yeah. And then um, she took a photo during it, and she was like trying to tag me. And then we realized we're not Facebook friends. Oh, it's awkward. <laughs> yeah, I don't Facebook friend people from work, but I accept if they, you know, come to me. But I kind of leave that space if someone wants to keep that space. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Ask. I saw on Instagram that you posted that Phantom of the Opera now is currently loading into the theater where you work. Oh, yeah. Opens tomorrow. Opens tomorrow. Are they going to have the stupid staircase? Remember, that was a big drama for a while. I don't know. It's the new Cameron Mitchell um, tour. I don't know. about. I'm not really familiar with the staircase drama. Remember you honest. were telling me that there was like a thing where the, they weren't going to have the staircase or something, and, and people were mad, and they wanted the refunds? No. No. I don't remember exactly what story you're talking about. <laughs> like, it rings a bell, but I don't remember. So it's not that big of a deal, obviously. And it's not currently... Nothing is happening now. The hard part now is people get mad if they bought tickets that are, like, under the overhang and they can't see it. The shame. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Mike and Joe on the aisle. Hey, I while we're talking about Phantom though, uh you know this show um how much do we love? It was a podcast, podcast. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And also P- um PNS Explosion? Sure, yeah, they were like some of, these were some of the, the original gay podcasts. Or I don't know. Yeah, but how so, much do we love wasn't a gay podcast, was it? Well, Rob Lindley. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it was sure. Pride 48 friendly, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so R- Rob Lindley is yeah. in the tour of Phantom that's uh, at our theater that opens tomorrow that we were oh, just talking really? about. Oh, really? How much do we love that? Yeah. How much do we love that? Yeah. Um, now, so do you we'll know him? meet up for a drink or something, yeah. Uh, who does he play in this Phantom of the Opera tour? I have no idea. I don't know Phantom that well, so like, 
I just was I just was looking at the cast list and I was like, holy crap, that's Rob Lindley. And so I hit him up and we're we're gonna meet up and do something. Because weren't you uh, a guest on How Much Do We Love? Say it again? Weren't you a guest on this How Much Do We Love? Maybe I'm drawing I have my memory is shit, Joe. Yeah. This is the second story in a row where I don't remember details. I think you're smoking too much of that ganja, that ganja you find on the street. Maybe, and I forgot I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I got an angry friend, by the way, who, this week, um, who her husband grows it, mm-hmm. and she was like, you're dumb. Just come get it before you, you know, from us. Like you, They have so Every time I go over, <laughs> how much are you get, allowed to grow by law? Do you know? No, it's something. It, it, I don't. No, I don't. There, there is a very clear limit, though. Like how many plants you can grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then he's allowed to like give it away. I think, or I don't really know how that works. To be honest. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know how it works either. You know, it's something that I've considered actually with the loss of appetite. I was considering smoke, smoking some of that sweet, sweet, those jazz cigarettes, you know, to uh-huh. see if I could get my hunger back. But then I was like, the problem is when you smoke weed, is it just, yeah, it might alleviate the symptoms of depression for a moment, but then it actually can make them worse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And well, like it, like any sort of drug. Mm-hmm. And that might not be the right word, but like people use things other than drugs too. But like whenever you're not dealing with kind of the thing that's causing feelings and you're doing mm-hmm. something else, mm-hmm. you know, that thing can become too much. Yeah. No, you know, I get it. Or help you avoid just dealing with the shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, any news stories you have for us, Mike Lawson? Yeah, I do actually, Joey, have a story I wanted to tell you. Uh, you're going to think you heard this uh, before, but um woman charged with death, dismemberment of roommate, pleads not guilty. You might think this is a story I told you last week, um, but it's actually a brand new story. In a case that strikes fear in renters, a woman accused of murdering and dismembering her roommate in the Mission District pled not guilty on Thursday. Lisa Gonzalez, 47, pled not guilty to murder of her roommate. Uh, police found his body stuffed in a plastic container in the building when content- conducting a welfare check on her. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been living together for a while. I guess he, uh, she, they were fighting over one of them moving out. Um, and another roommate came home. This is a weird part. So they have another roommate in the house, mm-hmm. comes home. This lady's like, hey, don't go in the bathroom. And he's like, okay. I just won't use the bathroom, but he said his apartment smelled metallic like, mm-hmm. which is blood, right? And then he started smelling vinegar, and then he's got a really good palate because day later he starts smelling rotten eggs coming from uh, the he. Oh, and he also this is the best part in my opinion. He was hearing an electric saw being used in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Now, when you and hear just, all the, when you read all these details, are you thinking like rookies? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but he later noticed a hacksaw underneath the sink in the laundry room. He's quite, he's quite container. the detective. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he started getting concerned, and he yeah. told one of his roommates that 
I mean, one of his friends that he thinks his roommate killed his other roommate. Mm -hmm. And then that friend went to the police. Officers showed up, noticed a pungent odor coming from inside the apartment. And they found inside one of the storage areas a plastic container Mm -hmm. in plain sight that had a a plastic bag inside that was covered in maggots and had a liquid coming out of it. So this woman, she let the officer search the house, but she told them they probably shouldn't open the plastic bags. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you a story. One day, I was going to a party. This is in a different car that I had, an old car that I had. I was going to a party, and I and I bought a watermelon, right? And I had it in yeah. a in a in a was it a watermelon? It was some sort of fruit. I think I feel something. I feel like a watermelon. And let's it, go with watermelon. Let's go with well. You, you're, it, there's a reason it's important, and cause the, the, what I'm going to say makes no sense. But it was in a in a, in a supermarket bag, right? Uh huh. And I want to say, unbeknownst to me, it like rolled under a seat or rolled somewhere, or maybe it was my trunk and went to like a weird corner of the trunk. The point mm-hmm. is, I didn't know it was there. Yeah. And the thing rotted, right? Yuck. And it was gross. And I open yeah. the truck, and I finally stumble upon this supermarket full of this like rotted, leaky, gross liquid fruit fly watermelon. Smell it stunk up the whole trunk, everything. Right? Yeah. I, that still has scarred me. All right. <laughs> How do these police officers go in and find out like a chopped up body with maggots and right. fucking juices how are they how are they not just getting sick to their stomach and like wanting to throw like what are they like what do you like they're always so calm about it like i would be scarred for life if i saw anything like this it's a rough job <laughs> my so the investigators were like hey what happened and mm-hmm. she's like i don't know I have no memory of what happened. I remember we got in a fight and that's it. And um, they asked her basically her direct quote. When asked what happened, she said, probably nothing good. <laughs> probably nothing good. Now, when you, uh, what, what would have been your advice to her? What would you have said to say to the cops? Would you have the murdered the cops? Oh, I would say don't murder. Hmm. And that's it. Don't murder. Um, do you have any news stories or anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, sure thing, Mike Lawson. An L.A. man arrested for allegedly threatening to shoot Boston Globe journalists. An Encino man was arrested this morning after alleged threats to kill journalists at the Boston Globe. Robert Chain allegedly started making threatening calls to the Globe's newsroom earlier this month after the newspaper coordinated a slew of nationwide editorials responding to President Trump's comments that journalists were, quote, the enemy of the people. Chain reportedly threatened to kill the paper's employees and echoed the president's comments calling the Globe, quote, the enemy of the people. Mm. On the day the Globe's editorial came out in print, someone called the newspaper and threatened to shoot journalists in the head later today at 4 o'clock. Um, Mike Lawson, what, what are your thoughts on on the sort of, I guess, because it goes on and on about the story and they arrest the guy, they find out who he was, they trace it, who it is. What are you, What is your thought about, you know, on the one hand, you know, 
you have these people who are really angry about Donald Trump, and then you have the media that's exposing this, and then you have these people who, who whether it be liberal or Democrats, they, they, are, they are threatening people, and they're threatening, well, the conservatives are threatening a journalist. Do you have any thoughts about this? Do you have any advice for how to go about killing these people? What, are you, what is your hot take on any of these topics about what's going on with the media, the relationship of the media and the government, uh, maybe the John McCain funeral, what was going on with that. Give me your thoughts. I want to hear the Mike Lawson rant on this. Wait, I don't have a rant. What do you mean? You told me earlier you have a rant about the media and the McCain funeral. You were very pissed about Meghan McCain and what she said. And so I want you to spill it right here on the air. Go ahead. I don't have anything to say. Earlier today, you were telling me that you had a lot of thoughts about Robert Chain. I heard Chain. What you said, Joey, but that's not true. Fake news. You see, people, this is what we're talking about here. We have someone like Mike Lawson, and you're seeing this in the Trump administration as well. We saw today Bob Woodward's book is coming out, and he's quoting a lot of people who said some horrible things about this Donald Trump, and he quotes them. He has them on the record. They recorded it, and yet they are denying in public that they said these very things but mike lawson are you going to do the same thing are you going to deny that you said any of these things oh this is a bit <laughs> let's be honest it's been a very slow week uh-huh and we have to do something about this what, what do you got going on next week mike lawson um joey this boston globe story is brand news this is news to me i had a well, you didn't hear about it day. yeah i haven't heard about this yet so i'm kind of um clicking around right now um so it it's been busy um obviously because i didn't even know that that happened mm-hmm. um phantom opens this week i'm actually going to phantom on friday yeah that's a story for the after show and that's it okay i thought there was more to that um <laughs> What do you got going on, Joey? Well, you know, I'm going. I'm going to be living in Malibu for three weeks, starting in a couple of days, and then I will be helping Mercedes with a little project that she has going on. But also this Saturday, I'm supposed to go uh, to the Magic Castle Swap Meet once. It used to be twice a year. Now it's once a year. All us magicians get together and tell our old shit at the Magic Castle. Well, look, no, Adam DeLapena and I are the only ones that are our old shit. It's people selling new shit most of the time. We're the only ones on our old junk. And then we, but Adam DeLapena and I only do it as an excuse to have a seat and laugh at all the crazy magicians who come by. <laughs> That's the only reason we do it. We pay $15. Okay. We have a table, maybe make a little bit of dough in the meanwhile. Maybe people buy some of our old magic crap. And we go through and we sell this shit. And most of it is just crap. You know, and if anyone buys it, we make a, we make a few extra bucks. That's how that's how it goes. Okay, cool. Yeah, and that's what's going on with me. Okay, nice catching up with you, Joe. What the hell, Mike. for listening to another episode of catching up contact mike and joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com follow the show on facebook at facebook.com slash cu podcast and on twitter at cu podcast follow mike lawson on twitter and instagram at mr mike lawson 
and follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week.